is Bloomberg Surveillance. We think we're heading into an 80s and 90s type environment where it's a Warren Buffett slash Peter Lynch type world where you buy good companies and you stick with them. We live in a world which is more and more weightless. Intangibles are such an important part of the economy. I think it's pretty clear that if you only looked at the economic data and not at the markets, the Fed would be raising rates in March. Bloomberg Surveillance, your link to the world of economics, finance, and investment on Bloomberg Radio. Good morning. I'm Michael McKee along with Tom Keen. It's 7 a.m. on Wall Street on Jobs Day Eve. The mood generally positive this morning. January 20th, that was the low price for oil at the close. West Texas, 2964. Since then, oil has stabilized, and that does seem to have turned the mood. The Bloomberg Commodities Index, I was looking at this this morning, up 5%. You don't realize that. Commodity Index up 5% since it's low on January 20th. This morning, crude mixed with West Texas up six cents to 34.72. Brent down five cents to 36.88. But uh, basically has stabilized in the mid 30s. And to the extent there's a correlation, stocks are higher. Uh, Europe was higher most of the morning. Now the stock 600 is unchanged on the day. Futures in the U.S. are unchanged, and really that is the case. I mean, st- uh, S&P, Dow, and NASDAQ E-mini futures, there's no change in them from yesterday. We did have uh, a big rally the last couple of days, so we will see what the mood is once the markets open this morning in the U.S. Uh, helping the mood, uh, besides oil, decent to better economic data in the U.S. lately, including the better-than-forecast ADP numbers yesterday. So bond yields are higher this morning. The 10-year, 1.86%. The 5-year, 1.36%. And 85 basis point for the 2-year note yield. Despite the relative optimism, however, in the markets, gold continues to rise, 12.44.50, up $2.70. It is just under its recent high. What is behind sort of the uh, the dichotomy in views here? Scott Wren, senior equity strategist at Wells Fargo in St. Louis, America's heartland. The price action, Scott, we're uh, seeing recently kind of puts me in mind of Ronald Reagan's old I, I thought America's heartland, uh, America's heartland was Midtown Manhattan, right? Yeah, well, it's for not, you. It's not, Tom. Believe it or not, it's not. <laughs> it's, it, it is for Tom. He doesn't go west of the uh, bar at the Carlisle. Um Anyway, Ronald Reagan said, uh, you know, trust but verify about the Soviet Union. And that's kind of what I'm looking at this morning. Investors feel better about things, but they're not yet ready to go all in on risk. Well, they're, they're really they're not, Mike. And, and I was a little surprised, I have to tell you, that the market held on and gained a touch yesterday after, after the big day the day before. But, but I think that, that I don't want to say that we're building confidence, but certainly um, people are a little bit more confident than they were maybe a few weeks ago. Is that because they see things better or because what happened a few weeks ago was an overreaction? Well, I think it was an overreaction, and I think they are seeing things better, and, and the world is not coming to an end. And and while you know growth is modest, inflation is still modest, there's a lot of questions. There's a lot of questions um, still to be answered about the economy. I feel pretty confident, and certainly our work tells us that this this, this economy is going to move ahead gradually. Um, the, the fundamentals this year in 2016 really, to be honest with you, uh, from our view, are really not much different than they were for the last five years. So uh, it's kind of a status quo kind of thing to me. Tom, a um, little bit of a surprise there. John Tucker should be sending out a headline. Scott Wren says world is not coming to an end. Well, no, I, I, I think what's great, what's great here, Scott, and, and having you on is 
you see so many people capturing really the pulse of, of what's on the mood of the American uh, investor. With that in mind, Bloomberg Surveillance this morning brought to you by Invesco. Factor-based strategies can help investors focus on a high quality, low volatility, and more. Learn more at Invesco.com slash high conviction. That's Invesco.com slash High conviction street perspective from Scott Wren with Wells Fargo. Um, are we getting any use or use more use? My English is killing me. It was, it was the wind and the plane coming north from Washington yesterday. Scott Wren, are we getting used to a single digit world? To me, so much of investor struggle is a yearn for eight, nine, even 10% returns. They're not there, are they? Uh, they're not there, Tom, and I don't think that they're going to be there in this cycle. And I think we're going to, you know, we'll see what happens in the next cycle, which obviously somewhere out there on the horizon is another recession. But uh, I think the single-digit world uh, is here at least uh, through this cycle. I don't see growth really accelerating to the point where stocks are going to have a uh, fantastic run-up in valuations or, or anything like that. I think monetary policy has worked to hold us in here, uh, to allow the economy to move forward slowly, but I don't see it okay. uh, really accelerating, and I just don't see valuation. Then here's the critical Scott Wren question, which is, what is dividend growth modeled at if it's a single-digit nominal GDP coupon-clipping expectation? I mean, all of a sudden, do I have to put up with 4 and 5% dividend growth? Well, I think that you're going to be uh, in a very low dividend growth world, even though companies do have uh, a lot of cash when you're in a revenue world like we are right now, when you're in an earnings world where much of the earnings push is 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 cost cutting, holding the line on expenses, all those sorts of things. Um, you know, I just don't think that you can expect much in terms of dividend growth. Uh, I think right now, overall, you know, you look at about two percent for for the S and P five hundred, and I think we're going to be right around there for for quite a while. Are we seeing a pig and a python here with the? With that kind of forecast is, uh, that we get through it maybe six months or so, uh, first, second quarter in terms of earnings, and then things start to pick up, uh, that's the economic forecast. Does the, does the equity forecast match that? Well, I think right now, if you look out over the course of uh, the balance of this year, I think the market, unlike what's been the case case really uh, this year so far, is I think we're going to hit a point where uh, it's more of a grinding kind of a market. It wouldn't surprise me at all if we uh, traded a little bit lower here, just just in back-and-forth action. Uh, I think we're going to be higher than this. Uh, the top end of our target range for 2016 is 2100. It wouldn't surprise me if we traded a little bit above that. Uh, but but overall, I don't think we're going to make a heck of a lot of progress to the upside, and I think we're going to hit some points this year where the market is just a real grind. Well, uh, what do you do then? Um, give us some advice. Uh, well, I, I still think, I tell you, Mike, you know, the, the sectors that performed well on the way down, all the defensives, that's not where we want to be. And, you know, we have all talked enough to know that, you know, we think this this recovery is going to continue here and abroad. We want to be in the industrials. We want to be in technology. We want to be in the consumer discretionary sector. And those are, are three of the sectors that have performed well on the bounce up. 
So if you don't think the economy is going to collapse, if you think we're going to move ahead gradually, you want to be in these sectors that, that are sensitive to that. You want to be in these sectors that are going to benefit from a continuation of the recovery, even though it's slow. Yeah, I look at the, the continuation of the recovery, and what it comes down to is, is massage in the income statement. Folks, we'll do a lot of Herbalife here with that shock and awe uh, this morning. But if I've got okay revenue growth, not great, is there enough room on the blue chip balance sheet to help me get EBITDA growth, operating income growth, and possibly gap adjusted earnings growth? Well, I think that I think that you know this this is going to be just a continuing uh, struggle. I think you you are going to see a little bit better uh, revenue growth. I think you're going to just you know this year you might see you know two or three percent uh, earnings growth. So I, I just don't think you're going to see. Uh, those numbers really expanding much here in 2016. I would argue that valuations are, if you look at, at them on a PE basis, you know, they're around 16 times at least versus our $122 number. So you, you're going to see that number, uh, that PE go up a little bit, but not much and certainly not when you compare it to where inflation and interest rates are based on much of the last 80 years of market history. Now, how much confidence do you have in your forecast? That's the hard thing because everybody suggests that, um, you know, there's something different going on out there. We definitely have conviction in this economic forecast. Uh, I think that we are um, confident in our in our index forecast, which is, you know, is, let's face it, it's not an aggressive number. Uh, I do think we can trade above the top end of that. But I would say uh, from our perspective, uh, when we look at our strategy group mm. and our equity strategy group, we have we definitely have confidence on where this economy is going, and that's more the same. Scott, forward in a slow slow method. You know, Scott ran with us with Wells Fargo. We'll continue this discussion, and particularly want to drill down to that idea of where to be, where not to be, as being just as important. And of course, the opinion on sector uh, and, and, of course, the financials we have to touch on as well. We do that with a yield curve at 100 basis points. We had a flatter yield curve, and with a general risk-on feel of the last number of days, fractionally steeper a yield curve. But getting to 100, that's a benchmark. The difference in yield between the 10-year and the 2-year, one percentage point, move the decimal over, doot, doot, and you get 100 basis points uh, on the 210 spread. The yield, 1.86%. Futures flat. Uh, Dow futures positive, too, right now. Time now to check in with Michael Barr. Let's get the latest world and national headlines. Michael. Mike, Tom, thank you very much. Former Massachusetts Governor Mitt Romney is telling Republican voters that Donald Trump is a phony must be defeated to avoid profoundly negative consequences for the party and the country. Romney, who was the Republican presidential nominee in 2012, will deliver a speech today at the University of Utah. In prepared remarks, he says Trump's campaign promises are as worthless as a degree from Trump University. Ben Carson is out for tonight's Republican presidential debate in Detroit. Carson issued a statement yesterday saying he does not see a political path forward. One night after a strong showing on Super Tuesday, Democratic presidential candidate Hillary Clinton hosted a star-studded fundraiser at New York City's Radio City Music Hall. Elton John, Katy Perry, and Andrew Day all performed. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists and more than 150 news bureaus from around the world. I'm Michael Barr. Mike, Tom? Michael, thanks so much again. 113 at 97. That is the 
weaker yen this morning. Michael McKean and Tom Keen both in New York. Bloomberg Surveillance. Bloomberg Surveillance brought to you by SCNB, the bank for businesses on the move. Are you looking for the right banking partner? Go to scnb.com to learn more. Now open in Long Island City. Get your business moving with SCNB.